When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071 Everything Entertainment. Like music. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis in the news? This is the beat. This is awful. Oh my gosh. Okay, so coming off of that BB Rexa story where someone threw a cell phone at her, hit her in the eye, she needed stitches, she's got a shiner. Here's another one. Oh no. Uh, Singer Ava Max was performing in LA on Tuesday when all of a sudden. Some dude rushes the stage and swipes at her, making contact with her forehead. Uh, Security came, dragged him off the stage. Uh, She played it off okay in the moment, but later explained that she suffered a scratch to her eye. Like her eyeball. Yeah, right, right. And, um, yeah, so he, he wasn't arrested or anything, and he didn't intend to harm her. He simply wanted to, quote, unquote, Hold her. Oh, Lord. Which is also not cool. You can't touch somebody like that when not invited. Yes, yes. Also, you can't go on stage. Right. Stay. You could even stop before that. In your seat. It's not like you can come up here, just don't hold me. Right, right, exactly. Stay, stay. 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 Hey. No. Sit. Man, it's like a copycat kind of a thing. Maybe. You know? I, you know, but people have been rushing the stage forever, trying to like, oh, I want to touch Jim Morrison's chest, you know? Well, listen, you're talking to a guy who stroked Michael Jackson's hair once, so Michael, I... yes! I probably shouldn't throw stones in this glass house. Yeah, you're probably right. Listen, speaking out for my people, sometimes we get a little over, overwhelmed with emotion. You think I planned to say that? You think I planned to stroke his hair when I saw him? Do you think I was like, and I'll stroke his hair? Were you with no. your mom? Who were you with? I'm so no. embarrassed. My mom and Nick Maroki, my my friend, we all went there together. Was and your then, mom like Steven? Well, no, because I said, we were outside of Space Mountain at Walt Disney World in Fun Orlando. Ride, by the way, I love it. Great ride. Uh, this would have been in the year in the year 2003. And we... Um, we were there and then suddenly it was like whoa there's all these people at the exit 
of Space Mountain. Why are they at the exit of Space Mountain? Hey, Michael Jackson's on that ride. I was like, wow, I want to wait and see him. Nick and my mom were like, uh, we're going to go in and ride the ride again. So then they do that. Then we wait. So I was alone when that happened, which you could argue makes that story less creepy or considerably more creepy, <laughs> but probably not the same amount of creepy. That's not an option. Then it started to rain, so he had umbrellas when his entourage came out. They were worried about keeping him dry so he wouldn't disintegrate. And <laughs> because of that, I was able to shake his hand for a long time, surprisingly meet him at. And then right after I shook his hand, I was like, yeah, he's still here. I do something. And then I reached my fingers out, and I just with four spread fingers stroked his dry hair. And then I was like, wow, Michael, yes. <laughs> that was the most shocking part for me, gang. How did me. you even face Nick after that? Weren't you just like, oh, Lord. Why? He, no, no, because I was, I was so high at that moment of having just met Michael Jackson at Disney World. I mean, the surrealness of that moment could not be overstated. And then, by the way, Michael, if you think like, oh, does he dress down for Disney? He does not. He dresses like he's walking to a concert, like they're ushering him out on stage. And then my man just walks around. So then I, that was even more surreal. He comes out, I have a powerful moment with him, and then he just keeps walking. And the entourage is around him, and he's wearing his Michael Jackson-y things, and you're like, look at him. So then you know, I knew, I knew Michael Jackson was on the ride. People had already said that. But think of this, Donna. Drop something. Sorry. It was, boy, this couple segments in a row, too. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael Jackson. No, but tell me a story about your neighbor Ted in a minute. Anyway, I there, I'm, I'm thinking, what about these I'm people? Sorry, I've only heard the story fourteen times. Donna, since I've it known gets you. it gets better with each telling. Would you agree? <laughs> it gets more dramatic. That's think, for sure. Think of this. <laughs> think of being not me, but just another person walking around. You just got off of Small World. <laughs> you don't know MJ is at the park, and then you're like. Look at this guy. He's all... Oh, he's all glittery. Is that... That's Michael Jackson. I mean, that's crazy. I was anticipating him coming out to me of the ride. Sorry. That was confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I did not anticipate that he would make any sort of proclamations or confessions about his sexuality. That's not what I meant. To me, yeah. (laughs) Steve, could you please come with me for a moment? I, I was... You know, he was riding Space Mountain over and over again. Oh, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, if you can. Yeah. Any follow-up questions for me about that? No, I think I got everything I need. Thank you. Do you have a story about the weekend, though? Yeah, the weekend and Oreo almost threw down on Twitter. What? Oreo has a Twitter account. Like the cookie? The cookie. Okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not like a new R and B artist, <laughs> not not Lil Oreo. No, <laughs> this is just Oreo, the cookie. Um, la- <laughs> we just got an email from Michelle. Why must we hear the Michael Jackson story again? <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Although You're my, my sister from another mister. And my friend Nick, who uh, I don't think frequently listens, said the Michael Jackson reference. I'm so glad I tuned in again this morning. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. If you missed the Michael Jackson story today, I'm probably going to retell it next month. And as Donna mentions, it'll be slightly longer, a bit more dramatic. Mm -hmm. Back to Oreo. (laughs) Oreo, um, there was this rumor last week that HBO was canceling 
the weekend's new show, The Idol. And Oreo heard about that. So then they like retweeted it. And then they just said, finally, some good news. And then the so random. And then the weekend got wind of the tweet yesterday, and he replied, "Oh bleep, they've been talking bleep." But before it all spun out of control, and then you know the weekend could have come out with like a diss track against Oreo. We've seen that in the food <laughs> world before. The weekend squashed it, and he said, "Quote: Nah, I can't beef with you, Oreo. Too many beautiful memories. I'm dunking you in some champagne tonight." I love it. Squash the beef. By the way. Oreo is a garbage cookie. It is a trash <laughs> snack. Is Sorry, what it is. we had to revisit that as well as the Michael Jackson story. Yeah, we're just it going is. through our it's greatest It's terrible. Hits. It's not. If you crumble it on ice cream, I'll give you that. Listen, it's also not. What irritates us about it is it's so overhyped. So People overhyped. say that the Oreo is just incredible. Friends, these are they're knockoffs. What are the Clorox ones? Or what are the knockoff oh, brands no, called? Hydrox. Hydrox, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're making cookies. It's like this is not. Don't don't present this to me like it's an incredible cookie. Frankly, if you're asking me, if you really want my opinion, if that's what you're getting at here, <laughs> I would prefer a Chips Ahoy, just a standard Chips Ahoy, or a peanut a, butter cookie. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, if we're comparing name uh, brand, you know, okay, kind of like the sure. the Budweiser versus the Coors of cookies, sure, sure. I'd prefer the Chips Ahoy over an Oreo. The only appeal that the Oreo has is that there's an activity built in, which is you can <laughs> open it and, and lick off that oh soft cream bar. But then you're left with that horrible chocolate garbage. You can't even lick the crust. cream off. You know what you have to do to get the, the cream off. When you split that Oreo, you have to beaver that thing off. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you, you reveal your teeth, and then you scrape it off. What are we doing? You reveal your teeth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. It's like, let's just calm down with the Oreo, okay? That's it. If people just weren't so nuts about it, we'd feel, we wouldn't feel like we need to clap back so loudly. Let's see if we can get to a beef with Oreo. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I don't know. I feel like they're, then we'd have a bunch of their freaking Oreo fans. Yeah, oh gosh. And then they send us a case of their garbage cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to try to convince us otherwise. Oh, here's a double stuff. Yeah, they're probably double stuff, probably <laughs> runs ads during my 600 pound life. <laughs> you know, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. We want. <laughs> We want everybody to be healthy. Seriously. For every my six hundred pound life person, we want goodness for you, health in your life. But send the know. hate mail to <laughs> S Patterson at mytalk one oh seven one dot. I want everybody to thrive. Can we go now? I hope so. I'm gonna go delete what we just said out okay. of the podcast. Yeah, oh please do. Um well, anyway. there goes that endorsement, huh? Yep. <laughs> Oh, okay, now we've got a little more. Uh, we, we went from food news to drink news. Miller Lite wants you to do something different with your beer, which I really feel like is frowned upon. Uh, so we'll get into that. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy from my buddies over at Origin Meals. 
I love these meals. I hope that you have tried them. If you haven't, make today the day. Just like do it right now. Go to OriginMeals.com and use the code MYTALK, the coupon code MYTALK, when you're checking out. That'll save you 30% off your order. Uh, these meals are delicious, and they're going to help you save time and help you eat better. I have to tell you, last night I had one. Uh, it's called the Beef Bulgogi Bowl, but it was like Beef Bulgogi, and then there was a name after it. I, it was making me laugh. Bimimibap? I don't know. Guys, here's my point. It's a Korean-style marinated flank steak, cilantro lime brown rice, kimchi, ginger roasted zucchini, mushrooms, carrots, sautéed spinach. Boom. It sounds delicious, right? Let me tell you, it was delicious. Fresh, never frozen, delivered to your door. All you need to do is heat it and eat it. You want to feel fancy? Put it on your fancy china. I don't care. Here's the good thing. You're going to save time, and you're not going to regret what you ate. It's going to be healthy. It's going to be balanced. It's going to be delicious. Check it out today. OriginMeals.com. That's OriginMeals.com. Donna and Steve on my talk, 107.1 Everything Entertainment. And sometimes food news. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. First, we have to recap the food news that we were uh, discussing earlier. Had to do with the weekend and Oreo cookies getting into beef. beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, of course, proceeded to give our opinion on said cookie. The Donna and Steve experience has long suggested that the Oreo is an overhyped cookie, does not deserve near the amount of love that it gets. Mm. It's just, if you have a plate of cookies, I'll take something other than the Oreo, please. Exactly. You know? So we got a couple of emails. Uh, This from Jeff. It says, meanwhile, in the Hubbard sales department, (laughs) Cheryl goes, Cheryl, let's just go ahead and cancel our Tuesday meeting with Mondelez International. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh my gosh. Hey, if there's another cookie that wants to step up, though, yeah, and get the support of the Don and Steve experience, we're listening. Uh, let's see, Jessica <laughs> says, great, now I want Oreos, but I only like the double stuffs. Uh, my the- brother says he's, drink- he's eating the thin ones. Right now? The thin, mm. the thin Oreo cookies. What's I asked point? him, is it, I said, is it a great cookie, a bad cookie, or an overhyped cookie? And he chose great cookie. Wow. Then you were talking about Michael Jackson also, and um, Shannon said, I have to say, if the MJ story is paired with the Irv Chronicles, it could be used as a public service announcement. (laughs) Praying for you, Donna. Irv is Steve's uh, manager. His name is Jeffrey. Probably with the G. Not with the G, Donna. Anyway, we like to call him Irv around here. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for your thoughtful emails. Hey, but nobody from TLC reached out. That's positive. (laughs) Regarding my 600-pound life. Sweet, sweet. There goes that endorsement, too. Cheryl? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we go ahead and cancel the Tuesday presentation? Oh, my gosh. Uh, The Don and Steve experience is double stuff. Rip paper. Okay, I have a story that's not listed here, but I want to tell you about it anyway. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And that is Jason Biggs is selling a limited edition pie. Oh, he's capitalizing on American pie. Sure. Remember that? That was a long time ago, dude. He's uh, teamed up with Edwards Desserts to sell a limited edition. He said um, he's America's biggest pie lover, but not in a weird way. So he's got coconut passion fruit mousse. He's got mango cream, pineapple lemongrass cream, tropical jellies, pineapple compote. Is that how you say that? Mm. I think it's a compote. Damn it. I don't know. I could be right. Man. Come. No, hey, 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 hey. It's positive self. Gold leaf and vanilla cookie crumb crust. I think they're a little too descriptive in the name. But anyway, <laughs> pieloversunite.com if you would like to check out any of those delicious pies. Thank you. Is it compote? It's compote. <laughs> Damn it. Compote. Certainly. <laughs> certainly I'll try some of your compote, sir. This, I, I want Donna I've never to... heard that word before. What is what is compote? Is it a uh, some sort of like a like a like a like a uh, uh, yeah? Come on, you get to okay, it. Okay, hang on, like yeah, a like a thing, topping, like a like a like a cream sort of a situation. Mike, food, pre- food preserved or cooked in syrup. Ooh. Oh, it so is. a fruit oh, that is preserved oh. or cooked inside mm. of a. Syrup well, there goes my new cooking show. So we want our peach <laughs> compote, please. Okay, got it. Also, Miller Lite wants to make sure your beer stays cold this summer, so they are encouraging people to put ice in their brew because ice can water a beer down. What they're doing, well, it's already kind of watered down. Okay, um, they're selling beer cube trays for $8 online. So you pour your beer into the silicone tray, toss it in the freezer. You'll end up with 24 mini beer cubes, which are shaped like little cans of Miller Lite. Oh, no, that's cute. And you that could do this with cute. anything. You could do it with juice. Oh, yeah. You could do it with wine. Oh, the, oh gosh. Jesus juice. Donna. What? Okay. Leave him out of this. Um, those little ice cube cans are adorable. Oh, let's get some. Oh, my gosh. Why are small things so cute? Ah, that's a great question. They have the cooking shows on YouTube of like Tiny Kitchen. Yes. And it's little teeny tiny things and they're really cooking them and they're really it's prepping them. Very oh, it's cool. really really cute. Okay. Oh, come on. I how are you seeing this? I clicked on the link that you put in. Oh, okay. Now I see it. Oh, I had to put in my age and I had to put in my email. I'm like, great, now I'm going to get junk email. This drop is sold out, unfortunately. Wow. Oh, we have to wait no. until tomorrow at 8 a.m. for another drop. That oh. is so cute. Oh, so then you pop them out because they're like cans, so they go deep into the tray, right? Yeah. 
Am I making that up? No, I mean, you might be leaning in too hard to the deep aspect of it. I think people <laughs> understand what's going on here. <laughs> Are we filling time? What's going on? We had other stories to get to. It's done. It's the nice tray. Okay, it's silicone. Right. Yeah. I got it. Got you it. You don't, what do you, voice command yours out? How do you yeah. get yours out? Don't you pop all of your ice cubes out? It just looks like they're coming out vertically instead of horizontally, is what I'm saying, which means it goes deeper. It's a deep tray. I'm going to hang up and listen. Please do. <laughs> Nobody gets their ice out horizontally. You have to put everything in so that it freezes and, and, and vertically it would come okay, out. Okay, whatever. Right? They're cute. That's the end of the story. Good day. Hey, Yes. seriously, you would tell me if you were having a medical episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? They go deep. Like it's like two inches deep, it looks like, into the tray. I don't even think these things are two inches long. Oh, you're saying long. I'm saying height. I'm looking at their height. How long are you, Ice Cube? How tall are you, Ice Cube? We're asking the same question. Wouldn't okay. you agree? You're right. Why are we even asking any of these I don't, questions? Let's just duke it out. Let's duke it out in a game. Oh, oh, hey, Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg might fight, by the way. For An real? actual fight. God. Man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it after the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Uh, <laughs> you can play the game with us six five one six four one one zero seven one. Call now. You'll bet on Donna, and maybe you'll win a prize. College Pop Culture Knowledge next six five one six four one one zero seven one. Hey friends, what's up? Hey it's Steve. Donna. Hey. Hey, I'm going to the show tomorrow, so I just wanted to tell you I'm very excited. Oh, you're going to see Jersey Boys I tomorrow. Sure am. Oh, it's a big fancy media night. Oh, I'm not able to be there. I'm so bummed. My daughter is in a show that's opening, but there's going to be so much fun happening. Jersey Boys is the show that we are talking about at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. This is, of course, the Broadway smash sensation that has now come right to our backyard, which is so cool at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. A great place to see a show. You get dinner, you get the show, dessert at intermission. What more do you want? It's going to be fabulous. Um, of course, these are like the songs of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Oh, what a night, Sherry, Big Girls Don't Cry. The list goes on. Those songs and the stories behind them. In addition, they've got a great concert series in the Fireside. Coming up, tributes to Garth Brooks, Gladys Knight, Billy and Elton, Lou Rawls, and a bunch more. Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret Edition out laughs Friday and Saturday nights. For tickets, visit ChanAssonDT.com. Chanasson Dinner Theaters, always entertaining you. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It is time to play a little game. Time, time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. It is a fantastic battle. 66 wins now for Steve, 65 for Donna. The back and forth competition will continue. Uh, yesterday was the first day of summer. We did summer music and different songs uh, that feature the word summer. Today, it's going to be summer movies. Ooh. Again, Ooh. movies that uh, you know feature summer in one way or another. And we've got Drew on to play with us. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Real good, good. man. Drew, where are you calling from? Uh, Holton, Wisconsin. Holton, Whoa. Wisconsin. Where is that? Is that western Wisconsin? Uh, right across the bridge from Stillwater, Minnesota. 
Oh, man. Shout okay. it out to Holton, uh, Wisconsin. That's fabulous. Well, thank you so much for listening. Drew, we want to get to know you a little bit better before you have you, you choose who you want to team up with. What are you going to do after the game today? What's next? Well, I have the day off of work, hanging out with my kids. We just went to the dentist. Awesome. Um, and then uh, maybe do some fishing this afternoon. Oh, oh my gosh, nice. that's amazing. Yay, Drew. That's fun. Drew's awesome. Um, all right, Drew. It is summer. What did you say it was, Mikey? Summer, summer movies. movies. Yeah. Summer movies is our topic. In an effort to win a prize, would you like to team up with me or team up with Donna? I'm going to go with you. All right, okay. yes. I'm going to go get candy. Bye. Bye, Donna. All right, Donna's going to step aside. Drew, we're going to put you on hold against Whew. summer movies. And we're playing for a pair of movie passes to see an advanced screening of Joyride at AMC Rosedale coming up next Wednesday. Hey, so. Rosedale, that's not too, too far from Wisconsin, you know? Yeah. yeah so well, not well, so bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Let's uh, go ahead and get this started again. Summer movies is our category as we are celebrating the second day of summer. Steve, are you ready? Ready. Let's get it going with this one. Spoofing coming-of-age classics of the 70s and 80s, this 01 Camp Counselor cult comedy had an impressive cast, including Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, plus Bradley Cooper in his acting debut, just to name a few. Oh, gosh, pass. Uh, sharing the same writer as the movie Scream, this 97 slasher film was critically panned but did help launch the careers of four early 20s actors. I know what you did last summer. This is the title of a Tennessee Williams one-act play, a 1959 Elizabeth Taylor film, and a 1983 top 10 single from the Motels. Some like it hot. Go to the first again. Spoofing coming-of-age classics of the 70s and 80s. It's an 01 Camp Counselor film starring Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Molly Shannon, and Bradley Cooper in his acting debut. Oh, gosh. A spoof comedy of camp movies. Hmm. All right. Luckily, you got uh, Drew here to maybe help you out. Drew, we brought you back up here. Uh, you heard how Steve did. How'd you feel with those answers? Uh, well, I'm a little nervous about that first one. Yeah, let me reread the first one for you. Spoofing coming-of-age classics of the 70s and 80s, this 01 Camp Counselor cult comedy had an impressive cast, including Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, plus Bradley Cooper in his acting debut, just to name a few. I wish I could help him, and I can't. All right, and the he said, I know what you did last summer for the second one, and the third one, he said... Some like it hot, I believe. Yes. Yes. Any uh, thoughts on any of those two? I, I trust him. All righty. He, he knows what compote is, so I'll try. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to carry over into this quiz or not, but I think Donna's going to struggle with this one today. So we still got a shot. All right, Donna, come on. All right. Come we'll bring Donna back coming. in here. Drew, you're going on hold. Hey, Donna. Hey, guys. How'd it go? Uh, up and down. Maybe more down than up. Okay. Okay. Ready to give it a whirl? Sure, why not? All right, again, summer movies, uh, just like yesterday, it was summer music. Today, it's summer movies. Okay. Here we go. Smoofing, coming-of-age classics of the 70s and 80s, this 01 Camp Counselor cult classic had an impressive cast, including Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, and Bradley Cooper in his acting debut, just to name a few. Oh, my God. Wet, hot summer? Sharing the same writer as the movie Scream, this 97 slasher film was critically panned but did help launch the careers of four early 20s actors. I know what you did last summer. This is the title of a Tennessee Williams one-act play, a 59 Elizabeth Taylor film, and a 1983 top 10 single from The Motels. Oh! Oh! Um... Summer, summer... uh, uh, Last summer. Oh... Last summer. Last summer. 
That's not right. But Whoa. We are going to run through these answers. Mm. Oh, oh, gosh. I don't like any of Mike's breathing patterns. <laughs> I feel like this is bad news for us. The first, or let's go to number two. Uh, sharing the same writer as the movie Scream, 97 slasher film, critically panned, but did help launch the careers of four early 20s actors. Uh, you got nailed that one. I know what you did last summer. Nicely done. Did we both get that? You both nice got job, it. Donna. Thank you. Same to you. Yes. So, uh, thank you, madam. Well done. Thank you, sir. I've never felt worse about myself ever. Um, oh, no. Spoofing uh, with Mike's heavy breathing, by the way, we're not sure if he's feeling tight about this quiz or if he has the stomach flu again. <laughs> like last week during the College of Pop Culture, he was like, here's what we're playing for today. And then it was like, where'd Mike go? Or I'm just four days away from my wedding. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've got a lot yeah. of things going on yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, spoofing coming of age classics of the 70s and 80s. This 01 camp counselor cult comedy had an impressive class, including Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, Bradley Cooper in his acting debut. Donna's answer was hot American summer. Or wet hot summer. Or wet hot summer. I, that's I think I you said. said wet hot summer. Yeah. The correct <laughs> answer is wet hot American summer. Oh, Damn it. Donna. Which, that's a, that's, that's, that's a word missing there. I got you. Oh, I didn't Fine. have anything, Donna. I, we had nothing. No, nothing for that. I want to guess the third one again. And speaking of words missing. Suddenly. Uh, the title suddenly. of this Tennessee Williams one-act play, Elizabeth Taylor film, and 1983 top 10 single from the motels, Suddenly, Last yeah. Summer. Her answer was Last Summer. Oh. By two it, words, you miss running the table. Oh, wow. And instead, we've got ourselves a tiebreaker. Oh, yes. No, I guess um, I guess some like it hot. Oh, 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 not bad. That's a Marilyn I, Monroe, though. I almost want cat on a hot tin roof. Oh. You were <sighs> so close to perfection. But isn't it funny? She was but so close so to batting a thousand. Instead, 33%. 33%. Yeah. So, yeah. Drew, you're back on the line with us. All right. And we are playing the tiebreaker again. You guys know how the tiebreaker question works. I'm going to begin this question. As soon as you think you know it, you yell out your name. That's your buzzer. If you are right, you're going to hear the, uh, you're going to get the question right. If you're wrong, uh, your opponent will get to hear the remainder of the question. Are the three of you ready to go? Yes. yes. Drew, be aggressive, brother. Be All right. I'm going to do it. All right. Here we go. One of the movies that Wet Hot American Summer spoofed. Was this 1979 summer camp movie, which saw Ivan Reitman and Bill Murray? Donna Meatballs. Donna, Donna Meatballs for yeah, the win. Nicely yeah. done. Wow. Oh, man, that was close. Oh, oh, wow. Well, Donna, now why don't you say something to Drew since you just ruined his opportunity to win movie passes? Drew is my brother's Yeah, name. thanks, Donna. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was otherwise having a pretty yeah, good Drew, day. You know what? It's not about you. It's about me. <laughs> ah, uh, Drew, you weren't going to drive all the way over here to go see a movie, were you? <laughs> nah, you're right. That's fine. You can take the ticket. Take somebody Drew. with you. Have fun. Aw. Have Drew. fun with your kids today. You sound like a really good dad. <laughs> Thank you. You guys have a great rest of your day, too. Thank uh, you. Thanks, Drew. Bye. Why do you have to position it like that? Well, you you did that. That was just what happened. I mean, he was having a good day. They started at the dentist. They overcame it. They were going to go fishing. And they were almost going to have s- stories around the dinner table tonight. I still can't believe Dad won those movie sticks. He got through. He made it on the radio. <laughs> but now they'll tell that part of the story, and then they'll say, but then that mean lady. <laughs> <laughs> so Dang, close. That hey, was what, did wanna, what did I want to? What did I want to? Oh, I wanted to tell some kind of yeah, story. story. This is a story 
about Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, okay. America's sweethearts. Everybody loves the Zucks and the Musk. Well, apparently, they might want to fight each other. Maybe like real life physical fight each other. Come on, grow up. Now, this all started because Mark Zuckerberg's company, Meta, is working on a new social media platform that one executive referred to as a, quote, sanely run alternative to Twitter. Nice. On Tuesday, or Wednesday Eve, as we like to call it, Elon Musk responded to some post about it by saying, quote, (laughs) I'm up for a cage match if he is. And then Mark Zuckerberg responded, quote, send me location. So now he's even talking like a robot. He's skipping out on articles and stuff. (laughs) Send me location. Calculating. Musk has suggested that they do it in the octagon in Las Vegas. Maybe it's all metaphorical. They are leaving room for that. But a spokesperson for Meta is suggesting that Mark Zuckerberg is willing to engage in an actual physical fight. Mark Zuckerberg, Donnie, you should know, is into jujitsu these days. Oh, yeah, that's right. He competed. Won a tournament recently. Elon Musk is buddies with Joe Rogan, so Joe Rogan could train him. Mm. Let me tell you what I would watch. I would watch Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg fight. I might even I might even pay 50 bucks for a pay-per-view for that. That would just be an interesting thing to see. Okay. I am embarrassed by all of it. <laughs> I really would have to look away because of secondhand embarrassment. That might happen. You guys are someone's dad. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah, like what are you going to tell your child? X7Y accent mark <laughs> underscore asterisk. <laughs> How are you going to explain that to him? Hey, let me, get, let me give you an email quickly from uh, uh, Blind Chad. I believe he emailed us as Blind Chad once. Do you remember this? No, yeah, he didn't I sign do. off here, but I think he's alluding to it again. It's about Oreos. Uh, Steve, you and Donna are correct. Oreos are a trash cookie. They are not, there are not a lot of benefits to being blind, but not having to see those packages of round, cheap, chocolate-flavored cardboard discs in the fantasy land that is the grocery store cookie aisle is one of those benefits. How many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? How about how many beaver teeth scrapes to clean off the cream filling of an Oreo? Thanks for the laughs and entertainment oh, daily. Chad. Be peaceful. That's Chad, That's who we believe so identifies funny. as blind, Incredible. which is why he can make uh, those jokes. Chad, that is very funny. We also got an email from Barb that said, I almost fall, fell off my treadmill twice <laughs> listening to the Oreo beaver teeth segment. <laughs> we might have a slow jam. That might be uh, it's a, already a, a been contention. Sent. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, this was fun. Keep the emails coming. You guys are always so entertaining. Um, when we come back after the break, i got a fun little list that they put together on the old Internet about times that actors screwed up, and it kind of made the scene and in many ways became an iconic or memorable scene from the movie. So we'll go through that. Kind of a fun list. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. 
guys, it's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm-hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it a thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you? Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by TRIA. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit TRIA.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. Hello. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We've also got the Big Z hanging with us. Ooh. Honk, honk. How many days? Oh, you got three, one, two, three days till three you get days, married. Three days, I know. Oh, my gosh. Did you, you have, f- a, like, a bachelor party? Yeah. A couple really? of days ago. Yeah. What'd you guys do? Golfed. Oh, that's nice. Went to uh, the casino, got a big, huge, awesome room, played cards all night. And, nice. Uh, that's great. Yeah, it was perfect. Perfect. Fun. You like, you like Hold'em, don't you? Yeah. You Hold'em yep. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hold'em guy. Hey, Doyle Brunson passed away recently. He did. <gasps> yeah. No way. 10-2. Yeah. Maybe it was, uh, goodness, I don't know. Yeah, 10-2, right? Um, maybe it was about a month ago, a little, a little more. Yep. But, yeah. Aww. He would always sit there. He's a hat guy, right? Is always the guy wearing that? the hat. Yeah. His Aww, big old cowboy sick. hat. Oh, he was great. He was such a sweet guy, too. And whenever that poker boom happened, right around, you know, 2000, 2002-ish, uh, he was one of those figures that America got to know as like, oh, this dude's been in it for a while. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an OG to all of this. Oh, that's sad. I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, you're welcome, Donna. Yeah, you know, big, big poker girl. Would you know how to play Texas Hold'em if we dealt cards in front of you right now? Uh, I've played. I need a refresher. Try to describe it. Don't don't look at my. Um, just try to describe how you would play a, a game of Texas um, Hold'em. I don't even know if I remember. Everybody gets seven cards. All right, we're off to a bad start. Five. Yep. Lower. Three cards. Lower. One lower. Everyone gets two cards. You yes. show one. Nope, nope, nope. You Wait, don't man. show them. We're going to keep them both down. Those are your whole cards. Here's just the for deal. you to see. So these are just for me. And then for there's... For your eyes only. And then a pile starts in the middle and people start getting rid of cards and picking up cards. But I think if you pick up a card, you also have to put down. So I think that you're describing versions of Go Fish, Old Maid, <laughs> War... <laughs> This could There's not so be many any further from Texas Hold'em. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been it's been a good fifteen years since I've played Texas Hold'em. We're gonna put two. You get your whole cards. Okay. And then we're gonna there's then we'll have three cards, one card, one card. So then you've got the turn the, or the flop, the turn, and the river. And you with your two cards. In short, you're just working off of those five community cards in the middle of the table. Combine them with your two cards, to trying to a... put together the best five card hand that you can. But of course, only you know what your two whole cards are. And so there's a great aspect of bluffing and strategy oh, yeah. and all yeah, yeah, of that yeah. kind of stuff. So all right. it's pretty fun. Well, that was I say this as a man who lost, <laughs> I say this as a guy who's lost $1,200 in a night, so I know what I'm talking about. Wow, that's a lot. 
especially when you're like 21 or 22 and just married, and you have to wake your wife up in the middle of the night and confess that you just lost that money while you're crying. It happened to me. <laughs> Listen, that sucks. I've sat at what I thought to be a blackjack table <laughs> because it was a $5 hand, and I was like, okay, I can do that. And I sat there, and all of a sudden, something foreign was happening in the dealings. <laughs> and I was like, ah. She's like, you know, this isn't a blackjack table, right? And I'm like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I had to play the hand. Sure. Didn't know what I was doing. And this was just a few weeks ago. What was this, like pie gal or one of those weird? Yeah. I was like, what? What? That's like a little bait and switch thing you got going on here. Because all the Putting tables are the shaped like, uh, you know, Black half jet. moons. Right. Yeah. Damn it. it I'll teach you. Pygo. It's a very, very fun game. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a type of game you can play all night long, and there's a lot of pushing involved. So, like, you don't lose every single hand. So, oh, like, you can okay. play with a, you know, buy-in for 100 bucks, and all of a sudden, you four hours later, you're still playing. You know what I see coming yeah. up? Pro- Mike's first project down and dirty. Casino. Us. Well, and if not, then we'll just play our own love cards. It. You could teach everybody. I love that. Oh, okay. okay. You right. mean just while we're doing whatever Yeah, while we're, doing. we're staying at whatever hotel we're staying at. or Okay, whatever. I understand. I'll run the illegal gambling ring. It sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Side hustle, baby. Love uh, it. There was a list of times that actors kind of made mistakes, but they ended up being memorable moments in some cases. Iconic moments. We'll start with the one that everybody knows. Come on, Donna. What's the one that everybody knows? It wasn't scripted. I'll be back. No. Mm. <laughs> I will be back. <laughs> no, but we did recently talk about that. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, give me a hint. We often say this phrase a lot when talking about parts of the tri-state area. Parts of the tri-state area. What tri-state area? This one? I think there's only one tri-state area. So that would be New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Girl. And a little piece of Connecticut. Or is it Connecticut and a little piece of Pennsylvania? No, Pennsylvania's big. Connecticut can stay the heck out of that. Okay. Donna, we're both in the tri-state area. We were destined. It was written in the stars. I'm walking here. That's it! Yes! (laughs) You got it, Dustin Hoffman's classic line. I'm walking here from Midnight Cowboy, completely improvised. He and John Voight were walking across an actual busy street while they were filming, and then the cab almost hitting them was not part of the scene. That was just a cab, and they were like, hey, I'm walking here. I love it. Boom. Um, How about this? Mike might know this because he's a Breaking Bad fan. On Breaking Bad, when Walt kidnapped Holly and she called out for her mom, that was the child actor calling out for her real mother. Oh, wow. What? It wasn't scripted, but Brian Cranston had the presence of mind to just go with it. That means something to some, some people. Yeah. Uh, in The Princess Diaries, Mia was not meant to slip on the bleachers, if you remember that. They were wet because it had just rained, and Anne Hathaway went down by accident, but it was so funny that they just kept it. Ow. Really? Really? I would like to see that scene because bleachers are scary, you know, because you could fall through the holes. My whole childhood, every time I went on bleachers, I was like, well, this is a tightrope situation here. Yeah. How and if, if you don't have through? a sense of balance, forget it. I'm walking here. Now, you can size out of that fear. You know, you're not going to fall the whole way through. You don't have that fear as much as an adult. I do. 
Absolutely. When you have to walk on the actual benches to get to... No. Me no likey. Let's yeah. do cement. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. She just like does a little spin, and as she does a little spin, her left foot falls, and she lands directly on her butt, and it was just an easy little fall. It was... Okay. Oh, she, okay. She's totally Thanks, fine. Mike. Thanks yeah. for doing the dirty just, work. Yeah, I got you. How about this? Um, for Modern Family fans... Phil tripping on a broken step on Modern Family was a running joke, but it occurred by accident. During season one, Ty Burrell was running down the stairs. He tripped and then just ad-libbed the line, got to fix that step. And then they kept it as a recurring thing. That's really cute. Why did the Joker lick his lips so much in the dark night? Drugs. Donna. That was the rumor. Sorry. Well, the internet says it's because Heath Ledger was trying to keep his makeup from coming off. Okay, we could have done that. See, he was doing that. But that brought the story to life by me doing those mouth sounds. Did it? His lick lipping. Nope. I'll do it again. His. No, I was right. Lip licking. That's what I said, right? You said lick lipping. I said lick lipping. Yeah. Okay. So it's lip licking. It is such a great part of that character. All of the little things that he does that you hear his dry mouth throughout it is so great. If you want to see a great scene of a villain today and it's been a minute or maybe you've never seen it, just go Google Heath Ledger magic trick. In this scene where he goes in and talks with a bunch of these thugs who are trying to just wreak havoc in Gotham City and then he goes in and talks to them, it is a master class in just being an understated but really threatening, captivating villain. Oh, what a great scene it is, Donna. I agree. In Clueless, Cher pronounces the word Haitians <laughs> as Hadians during the school presentation. Well, it turns out that's how Alicia Silverstone really thought the word was pronounced. The director heard her saying it during rehearsal and decided not to correct her. So she would sound naturally confident when she mispronounced right. it. Right. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and I listened to that. It did bring back, you know, uh, memories maps. of the maps. Some people <laughs> don't have maps, such as. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to take off. Please don't. All right. Fine, because I'll stay. we need to talk about this. Things are not going smoothly for Kevin Costner and his not so soon to be ex-wife. Sheesh. It's not looking good. We'll oh. get to that after a dirt alert. How about that? Okay.